Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas Football Today, a show that is mainly about elephants smashing pumpkins but but sometimes about football mainly uh, elephant smashing pumpkins my name is greg tupper i am the managing editor of dave campbell's texas football and magazine texasfootball.com a corresponding website thank you for spending part of your day with us whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on facebook or you listen to us on the podcast which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice either way thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show i'm sitting here sitting over there at the helm today making us sound good Reading comments for some reason. She is the Duchess of the Dork. She's Ashley Pickle. I thought that was my job. Well, it is, but like you were just like staring intently at them, and I'm, I've got to question your sanity at that point. Are you telling me I don't have to do my job? I'm not telling you that. What I'm saying because is... Because I can run with that comment. <laughs> no, because all I'm saying is that you seemed particularly intent on the comments at that moment, and I was like, I was concerned. No. Oh. Because normally whenever you're that intent on the comments... Someone's... Something's gone terribly wrong. Wrong, yeah. No, I was just uh, trying to catch up on all the highs and howdies that come in at the oh, beginning. I got backlogged, so I was out, just uh, liking figure, like a crazy oh, got person. It, to figure out first four, too. Mm-hmm. So today is Thursday, October 29th, 2020. 28 days till Thanksgiving. Four weeks from today. Episode 1058. 1, She's going to sneeze. It went away, but that's like the worst. Oh, Jesus. That's like the worst thing in the world is when you know you have to sneeze and I can feel it, but it's not coming. Episode 1058, the Sean Tolleson episode. Sean Tolleson, the Denton boy. I think he went to Ryan. Okay. You go to Ryan? Did he go to Ryan? We see the ratings. No, I'm sorry. I have that wrong. He went to Allen. Oh, you dumb. He went to Allen, um, and then he went to Baylor. Yes, I knew he was from North Texas. So, anyway. Uh, on today's show, friends, we're going an hour. We're doing it live. F it, we'll do it live. Have our week ten viewing guide. We tell you butt how groove. to uh, how to how to carve out that butt groove in your in your couch. You don't have to get up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Nobody's making you. Nope. So sit on your couch and watch these football games. We'll tell you which games to watch. Then we're going to be joined by the head coach of the Cy Park Tigers, Coach Greg Rogers. Cy Park, the newest program down there in Cy Fair ISD. They're off to a 4-1 start under Coach Rogers. They have a big game this weekend. Fellow kind of newbie-ish in Bridgeland. Big game this week. We're going to talk with Coach Rogers coming up here in a moment. Back half of the show, we got the picks, my high school football predictions for Week 10 of the Texas high school football season. And we will round it all out with America's Bye. favorite segment, Final Free segment. 
money. Final, yeah, final. The first four through the door. <laughs> uh, yes, it was Joseph Olivares, Meese, Rob Hathaway, and Lau. Be good. Welcome in, fellas. Hi guys, welcome in. Okay, let's start with your week ten, week eight of college, whatever you want to call it, uh, viewing guide. <laughs> week seven of this week, you know. <laughs> this week's viewing guide. How about that? Let's do it this week's viewing guide. Um, where we tell you, call it we, call it, we call it the butt groove guide because we want you to kind of carve out a nice little groove on your couch for your butt. Mm -hmm. and we want you to sit there when we want you to watch football all weekend long because that's, that's the good stuff. Yeah. So we're going to tell you how to do it. There's a bunch of games uh, that you can stream uh, this weekend, uh, including we've got 37 links up on TexasFootball.com. 37 different games good job, that Ish. you can stream this weekend. And we're going to tell you how to best use your time. Now, if you see your first buck groove guide, here's the rules. The rules is we operate under the assumption that you have no more than three screens at your disposal. Mm -hmm. Okay? You have a television, you have a computer, you have a phone. You've got more than three screens. We're middle class viewers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're a, we're a working man show. <laughs> blue collar we are, We're a blue collar working man show. So if you've got seven screens, good for you. Good on ya. <laughs> Go find something else. It's fine. But. We're operating on the assumption that you cannot watch more than three things at once. Let's start Thursday. Thursday, we've got a handful of games you can stream up on TexasFootball.com. I want you to watch a couple of them. Most, it's, it's really kind of concentrated in the Houston area. Uh, I want you to watch Cy, uh, Cy Park and Bridgeland. Uh, we're going to get into this with Coach Greg Rogers of Cy Park coming up here in a moment. But uh, Bridgeland off to a 5-0 and start. Their quarterback, Connor Wiegman, has been absolutely terrific. Um, you know, I've been very impressed with uh, with Cy Park. Or this is a uh, you know the the newest program there in the uh, in the Cy Fair ISD. Mm -hmm. This is uh, I believe, um, I believe this is their. I mean, last year they went a grand total of uh, what? They won two games. Three games? They won three games last year. Tony said that technically Bridgeland is the newest program. He said Cy Park opened a year before Bridgeland. Ah, okay. Well, one of the youngest. Uh, but two of the two of the two youngest programs in Cy Park, Cy Fair ISD, going at it. You Definitely know, the two youngest. Cur for sure. In whatever order. <laughs> and Cy Park has this real old school way of doing business. Like they just run the ball really well with Nathan Livingston. Uh, they are still, as you would expect from a program this young, they are loaded with underclassmen. Absolutely. Like everywhere you look, it's juniors, juniors, sophomores juniors they got a couple freshmen who are playing significant roles too so um watch this game tonight there's a couple other games you can watch if you want to watch galena park north shore and umble you could i think i know how that game's going to go but you could watch that game uh i would also say tomball memorial and klein anytime you get an opportunity to watch the tomball memorial offense that's fun medina valley and alamo heights is another fun thursday night affair you can put on a steps game of dallas roosevelt and north dallas is it streaming I think so. I'm pretty sure. We don't have it on the guide. Maybe if we not. Do, if we do, if it's if it's streaming, if it's streaming, you need to watch that game for one reason and one reason only. Mm -hmm. If North Dallas wins tonight, if they beat Dallas Roosevelt, and they're favored. Yes. If they win tonight, they will clinch their first playoff spot, first playoff berth since 1952. Okay? 1952. That's crazy. Our magazine has been around 60 years. Mm -hmm. Their playoff drought predates us. By 61 eight years. years. By eight years. Yeah. Eight years. So, could be history tonight. If that game's streaming, if there, if it, if we find a stream, we'll update the viewing gun on text. If not, I'm sure step follow step yes. on Twitter. It's like streaming. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to Friday. Big slate. Where you got a big slate of games on Friday that you can watch. On the big screen. Well, okay. I should also say you're supposed to watch Fox, Fox Sports, Sports Southwest. Southwest. Watch Fox Sports Southwest. 
Watch Fox Sports Southwest. Watch Get that through football your head. Football <laughs> Friday and the high school scoreboard live. Watch their five hours of continuous high school football coverage. That goes without saying. I presume you have a whole room dedicated to just watching Fox Sports yes. Southwest. Yes. As a, as a blue-collar viewer, you should. <laughs> Here's your other games that you should watch. On the big screen, I want you to watch the game that Pickle's going to be at. Yeehaw. A&M consolidated in Huntsville. A top 10 battle in 5A Division 2, a matchup of unbeatens. Two terrific defenses going at it. Mm-hmm. Um, in in um, A&M Consolidated has an outstanding uh, defensive line uh, at, going up against this Huntsville defensive front that is just spectacular uh, with uh, with uh, Brian Babino up front leading the Hornets uh, charge. My big question in this one, and we'll get to it in the picks video as well, but my big question is like, can Huntsville throw the ball a little bit? If they're able to throw the ball a little bit and kind of get that AM Consolidated defense on its heels, then I think we got a great game. I do think that AM Consolidated, because they're able to hit a few more big plays, may be the difference, but I think it's a terrific game that should be on your big screen. On your computer, I want you to watch Denton Geyer and Prosper. Mm-hmm. This is this is the game that when the district got drawn up, everyone goes, oh, 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 Allen and Denton Geyer in the same region or the same district. Oh, my gosh. Allen and Denton Geyer in the same district. That's going to be a great We're game. Like, Hello, prosper. <laughs> and this is the hipstery game. This is the one's like, um, actually, did you take Denton a Geyer and prosper is going to be like way better. And then we like toss our hair back. And yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, Prosper's. <laughs> I'm cutting that. Prosper's been great. <laughs> prosper's been really good. And, um, but this is their biggest test of the year. And and what I want to see is, like, this offense for Denton Geyer, it, it, it kind of needs no introduction at this point. The offense is really humming uh, right now. Um, can uh, this Eagles team kind of, can, like, can they match them score for score? That's mm-hmm. kind of my big question in this one. So I want you to put that one on your second uh, screen. And on your phone, you got a few different options, but I'm going to send you to 2A, and I want you to watch Joaquin and Timpson. Joaquin and Timpson, the, the 10-2A Division I uh, district title is on the line. Timpson looking for their first outright district title since 1993. Uh, two teams that we did not have necessarily high hopes for, Mm-mm. but have soared here undefeated. Timpson has been bludgeoning people. 9-0. Uh, they've been awesome. Uh, Joaquin is a team that is a lot more low-scoring, kind of beat you, it beat you 28-7 and then shake your hands afterwards. <laughs> Um, kind of team. Uh, they run the slot T, and the slot T is the devil. This is a fun matchup that, like, if Timpson can get above 30 points, I'm not sure that Joaquin can keep up. Mm-hmm. That's my big question in this one. Huge game down there in the Piney Woods. That's what I want you to do. I want you to do big screen, Huntsville A&M Consolidated. I want you to do laptop, Prosper, and Denton Geyer. And on your phone, I want you to do Joaquin and Timpson. Okay, then we get to Saturday. And Saturday actually has... I think. Oh, by the way, there's a bunch of other really, really good games there that you can. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about college games on Friday. No, you don't, which is nice. Um, Okay, Saturday. Saturday, you got some early afternoon um, high school that I want you to watch. Dickinson and uh, Katie play at noon. Um, it's kickoff noon kickoff at Road Stadium. Big test for both these teams. Uh, you can get you can do that while you're watching UTSA in Florida Atlantic, and before you watch um, UCF in Houston, they kick off. Um, then the 2.30 slate, or kind of the mid-afternoon slate, call it like the 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock. There's three games going on. I mean, they're on one hand, like Texas and Oklahoma State is probably the most consequential game from a national perspective because Oklahoma State's in the driver's seat to win the Big 12. Correct. And, and Texas, I think, has a shot to and go and beat And they're a top-10 team. Yeah, they're a top-10 <laughs> team. But 
I mean, I can't tell you not to watch TCU and Baylor. I think TCU and Baylor is going to be fun mm-hmm. because it's two teams that are, I think, I think pretty good teams that are also, like, I think clearly flawed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who is able to put those flaws to the side in a big rivalry game? And then the nightcap, uh, you've got four games kicking off 6.30 or later. Uh, the game is probably, none of them are great. The play is probably Arkansas and A&M. Because Arkansas is better this year, but I think AM's going to take care of them. Uh, it's either that or like. I, I am interested. Maybe Oklahoma State and Tech or Oklahoma and Tech. I mean, Oklahoma I does have to go night game in Lubbock. Yep. I was going to say, and I'm interested to see if Tech can just disrupt them. Like, this yeah. is. That has a chance to be a really good upset game if Tech can get it together. I, I agree. So. Uh, there you go. That is your Buck Groove Guide for Week 10. You can find all the streams that you need for Texas high school football games at texasfootball.com. It's on our front page right now. Our viewing guide, our Week 10 viewing guide. We have compiled more than 35 games for your viewing plays your. So make sure you go check that out. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DZTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. That's our subscription package. Two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com. Go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider and help support this show. So there's that. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in the head coach of the 4-1 and one Cy Park Tigers. We are joined by Coach Greg Rogers. Coach, how are you? How are you? Excellent. How are things in beautiful Cypress, Texas? Well, they're a little cooler than they were last week, but we're good. <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm sure you guys have to be feeling good off to a 4-1 and one start. You have already uh, won more games this season than you guys had won in your first two seasons combined. Um, you're a guy who's who's building this program from from the ground up. You're 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 doing you know uh, have your hands on everything that that this program is about. Is is this is it a surprise to you that you guys are off to this kind of start, or are you on your are you on schedule as far as you saw this build going? Well, you know, you, you always expect to win them all, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it, it we're 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 kind of where we want to be you know of course we'd like to have not had the the one loss early on the biggest thing that we look at is are we improving each week and that's what even in our our first two years where the wins weren't happening the way they you know the way that everybody would have wanted we were able to see that growth and that improvement each week as we went along most so we kind of expected it, I guess you could say. Well, most certainly, and and, and I go back to you know you mentioned your one loss. That loss is to to Cypher. I don't think they need any yes, introduction sir. with whether within <laughs> the Cypher uh, ISD or within uh, the the Houston area. Uh, but that was a game that look Cypher has a has a tendency to to kind of knock te- give teams the knockout blow, and and you guys were able to hang with them for a fair amount. You know, I know that obviously a loss is a loss, and in the end you want to put it in the in the in the left hand column. But do you feel like you guys learned something from from going up against that team that that is that kind of pedigreed squad and, and hanging with them oh yes sir definitely i mean the, the biggest thing that i think we had to come out with because you know we, we have a very young team mm-hmm. uh we've got a lot of juniors and sophomores that are playing for us and for them in the second game of the season to show that they could go and play with a top 25 team at the time now a top 10 team mm-hmm. w- was awesome to be able to say look you know when we do what we're supposed to we, we can play with anybody 
We're talking with Greg Rogers, head coach of the Side Park Tigers here on Texas Football Today. Get involved the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Coach, furthermore, further complicating matters is you're doing this with the young team and you're doing this running the wing T, which is an offense that requires everybody to be precise and everybody to go out there and do their job and to and to you know that that's a an offense not necessarily predicated on building superstars. Um how have you gotten these kids to buy in on this system that look, you know, I think that they watch the NFL and they watch college football and people are throwing <laughs> the ball all over, right? We're going to go out there right. and we're going to run the wing T. Uh, how do you get kids to buy in on that? Well, a lot of it, I mean, it, it's our identity. It, it makes us something different than everybody else around us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and our kids have bought into that. Of course, you know, the first year when we opened in 2016, when it was just freshman only, we had, we had to convince them that, you know, this is what was best for us. Um, and once the kids started to see our rationale and, and the difference of what we're doing, you know, they started to t- kind of take some pride in it and going, hey, you know what, we're doing something different than everybody else. You can't go to every game and see what we do. And they start to see some advantages of that for us. Uh, you know, one guy I definitely want to ask you about is your is your junior uh, linebacker, running back, Harold Perkins. I mean, you guys are I mean, you guys are there at the at the six A level, and you've got a kid out there who is, I believe, your third leading tackler, and he's your second leading rusher. He's basically never leaving the field. Um, what is it about Harold Perkins that sets him apart? What is it about him that makes him special, Coach? I mean, I mean, every time. You- you get these guys that are just special, and he's one of those. I mean, he, he's he's a he's a freak. He's one of those guys that you don't get every year in a year out at a, at a program. Um, he works as he works extremely hard, works his tail off on on both sides of the ball and on special teams. You know, he's involved in everything that we do, and we've got a lot of guys that are like that. Um, you know, the best thing about it is he goes he goes to work with a workman's like mentality, and his his drive is he wants to be the best at whatever he's at, whether it's running back, outside linebacker. An up back on punt uh, on the kickoff team, kickoff return. He just wants to be the best at what he's doing, and he he doesn't want to come off the field. Uh, I want to ask you about about that defensive side because it it does seem like uh, you know that well, the offense has really taken taken hold, but it seems like you're starting to see maybe the defense take a little bit of step forward. You guys are going up. There's a lot of great offenses in there in the in the Cypher ISD and in yes. the teams you're playing. <laughs> um, have you seen some growth from your defense uh, at least for the first five games of the season? We have, we have. Um, we're, we're making fewer mistakes. Uh, we're still not you know, where we want to be yet, but you, you can definitely see the growth. I mean, of course you go back to younger kids and, and trying to check formation, check to formations and blitzes and stunts and all of that stuff. And you know, that the offenses in this district are high powered. They have been for years. Um, and then so, but yeah, we, we can see that growth. Our tackling starting to improve. Our communication starting to improve. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we see that week to week. You know, another – we're talking with Greg Rogers, the head coach at Side Park here on Texas Football Today. There's another thing, Coach, about having young young team like this is especially coming off of this particular offseason, which uh, a challenge for everybody, I imagine <laughs> yes. even more exacerbated for, for, a, for a program like you. Uh, how did – how did you go about staying connected with your guys and making sure that the growth doesn't stop during a time when you guys aren't able to be together as much as you'd like? Well, it was a lot of Zoom meetings <laughs> and us figuring out how to, how to, our coaches figuring out how to do it, our kids trying to figure out how to get on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to, once we went to the never ending spring break, <laughs> we were able to actually t- stay in touch with our kids on a weekly basis um, where we would either have a team meeting 
or positional meetings on offense and defense. We rolled in special teams and tried to make it as normal as possible if we were still in school, you know, having our athletic periods to, to take care of some of that stuff. So we tried to really push the mental side of it, push watching film to them, um, things of that nature to try to work on the mental aspect of it so that when we were able to come back together, we could we could start to hone in on the physical pieces. Uh, finally, Coach, um, tomorrow, 7 o'clock, uh, uh, fr- uh, Friday night at Cypher FCU Stadium, uh, it is a, uh, a battle for uh, at least first place for now in district in, in that district uh, as you guys draw the undefeated Bridgeland Bears uh, in a big-time showdown there in, 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 the, in your district. I'm not going to ask you to give away your game plan for tomorrow, but <laughs> when you take a look at what you're up against tomorrow uh, at, at Cypher FCU Stadium, what do you see? Well, of course, we've got to be able to, to, to contain their, their offense and their, and their quarterback. I mean, they're, they're as explosive a team as you're going to find. Um, you know, they do a really good job with their kids. They're very sound defensively, and and they and their kids play extremely hard. With I mean, there's no no. It's not strange that they're undefeated. It's not strange that they're at the top of the district. Uh, they've got a, they've got a lot of returners coming back, and um, you know we we've got to continue to, as I've told our kids this week, we have to continue to work on us and improve on the things that we need to improve on. And then try to contain them and slow them down. And then just like every game we go into, we're hoping that in the fourth quarter we got a shot to win the game. Uh, finally, Coach, I do want to ask you. I want to go back in, in time and into your bio. You you uh, you were a safety there for Stephen F. Austin uh, back in in the day. Uh, I I want to ask you about your Lumberjacks program now. Uh, how you're feeling okay. about 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 the Jacks under Coach Carthel? Uh, uh, you know, g- guy who uh, went viral last week taking off his shirt after their big win. I'm interested <laughs> interested. What do you how are you feeling about about your Jacks? Oh, I mean, it's always good to see the Jacks in the win column. I know they've won three in a row. Um, you know, I've actually known some of the guys on that staff since uh, their days at Commerce. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's doing a great job, and, and it's exciting to get to watch him play, you know, whenever I can. He's Greg Rogers. He's the head coach of the 4-1 Cy Park Tigers. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the fantastic start, and uh, best of luck tomorrow night. Thank you, and thank you for having us on. Absolutely. There he goes. Greg Rogers, head coach. Cy Park Tigers join us here on Texas Football Today. Uh, I did have that wrong. This was their third varsity season. For some reason, I had it in my head as this was their second, but I don't know why they would be. I don't know why they maybe would play varsity the, run, but that's just me. Yeah, their maybe third, the never-ending spring break had something right. to do with it. That was goes, such a good analogy. But the but the build the build is clear, right? You see, zero and ten in in their first year. That is to be expected. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? In a program like that. Oh, they are all freshmen like you said. <laughs> uh 3 and 7 last year. Something starts to click. Now 4 and 1. Mm-hmm. You know? Obviously things are trending in the right direction. Now look, I I, I think it gets tougher. They get Bridgeland, they get Cy Woods, they get uh Cy Ranch in the next 3 weeks. It's tough. It's real tough. I'm not I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Those are three tough teams. But, you know what? Tonight against Bridgeland, or tomorrow night against Bridgeland, a chance to, to really uh, kind of announce to the district that, yeah, we're, we're here. We're ready to be taken hey seriously. Hey, guys, we're here. They've already gotten wins over Cy Falls, Cy Springs, and Cy Lakes, mm-hmm. uh, and then Cy Ridge and non-district. Uh, this is a team that, that I think is, is, is ready for prime time. And, yeah. and you get a win like this tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night, um, and you're going to have a, a great opportunity to, make, to get your first playoff berth. So mm-hmm. uh, congrats, uh, really uh, appreciate Coach Greg Rogers hopping on with us, talking a little bit of Cy Park Tigers football.
We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking Football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Pickle. Mm-hmm. It's week 10 of the Texas high school football season. Fact. And there are games scattered hither. There are games scattered yon. Also All across fact. the state. Some games there will be winners. And some games there will be losers. Mm, that's debatable. And some games maybe there will be a tie. <laughs> Probably not. In any case, there are a bunch of games across the state. Uh, I picked and previewed a fair number of them. And oh, I oh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> guarantee I got at least one of these right. Here is the picks for week 10 of Texas high football season here on Texas football today. Let's crown some district champions in week 10 of the Texas high school football season, shall we? These are the picks. Welcome to the Picks, presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to week 10 of the Texas high school football season, and we're going to get a little weird, okay? So because of the coronavirus pandemic and because uh, of the the rising numbers and and teams having to cancel and, and postpone things, we are now into a situation here into the later part of the 4A and below season where we got to play a bunch of games pretty quick, right? We're running out of time. District certification is a week from Saturday. That's when you have to tell the UIL which teams from your district are going to the playoffs. And that date is not movable. You can't say, oh, well, we'll delay that another week. No, no, no. For the 4A and below teams, we are going to be ending the regular season a week from Saturday. Hard stop. It's happening. And so we got to play a lot of games. As a result, we've got 29 games that are being played on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah, we got football all week in Texas because that's just the way 2020's got to be. Of course, 6A and 5A are getting into the real heart of district season, and that is going to make for some very fun matchups. In fact, we start in 5A. We start in Huntsville. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Bauer Stadium in Huntsville. It is a big-time matchup in the Piney Woods as the Huntsville Hornets welcome in the A&M Consolidated Tigers in a battle of unbeatens. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, the new guys. So the past couple of years, Huntsville has been largely reliant on their outstanding quarterback, Matthew Southern. He's not there anymore, right? So they have had to reinvent on the fly, and the way they've done that is with a fantastic running game with Jalen McClain and Justin Butcher leading the way. If you look at the numbers in the early going, last year, Huntsville ran the ball about 52% of the time. This year, 64% of the time. This is a Hornets team that wants to grind it out on the ground. In this critical district matchup, will the new look Hornets show up big? Key number two, Consolidated's offensive versatility. You know, this is a new look Consolidated team as well. You know, a lot of the big time playmakers they had last year have since graduated, and yet they have found a way to plug and play in those same familiar roles with dynamic playmakers. Uh, When you're talking about their quarterback, Kyle Willis, or the outstanding running back, Sutton Lake, this is a team that can beat you in a lot of different ways, and they're a home run hitting team. That's how Lee Fedora likes to do business. This is a team that has a lot of big plays. So how do these new superstars for the Tigers step up in this big district matchup? Key number three, squeaking by. 
So this is the fifth time these two teams are meeting in the last seven years. And so far, Consolidated has had the edge. Uh, they've won three of the four meetings. But here's the thing. This game always tends to be close. In fact, those four games have been decided by an average of eight and a half points. I mean, last year's 10-point win for AM Consolidated is a relative outlier when you're looking at the margin of victory in this matchup. This game figures to be close if history is any guide. So, who makes the key plays at the critical moments? Who am I picking? I'm going with A&M Consolidated. The Tigers get the nod here in this matchup of unbeaten state-ranked squads because of, yes, their offense, but also the defensive playmakers that they have. Eric Goodman is an absolute menace up front, and he's going to be a problem for this Huntsville offensive line that they're going to have to find a solution to, not to mention Quan Williams leading what is an outstanding Tigers secondary. This is a really interesting matchup of styles because I do think that Huntsville will be very well-served holding on to the ball, making sure that they drain the clock, keep the ball away from this explosive, consolidated offense. Like this game tends to be, I think it's going to be really close, and I think we're going to have a really entertaining fourth quarter, but I do think that A&M Consolidated brings home a victory. Let's go to 3A, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Bearcat Stadium in Ballinger. It is a must-see 3A Division II showdown as the Bangs Dragons visit the Ballinger Bearcats. Where are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, the main event. And that's what's going to happen when the Ballinger defense squares off against the Bangs offense. This Dragons attack has been excellent, led by the Ethans, right? Ethan Sanchez, their running back, and Ethan Cortez, their quarterback. They have been lighting up defenses every single week, going up against what has been an outstanding Ballinger defense that really takes away the thing that you do best. Nakia Villarreal leads an outstanding Bearcats defense that has been lights out all year long. So what happens when strength meets strength? What happens when Bang's offense meets the Ballinger defense? Key number two, Ballinger's fast start. So this is not a Ballinger offense that puts up crazy numbers like Bangs does, but what they do is that they start fast. This is a team that gets out of the gates really quickly in the first quarter and runs out to a lead, lets their defense do the rest. In fact, if you look at their schedule, they have led at the end of the first quarter or been tied at the end of the first quarter in every one of their game except one, which was their loss to Lano. It's critical for Ballinger to get out to a fast start. Can they do it? And key number three, Bangs is big test. It's kind of all been building to this for the Dragons. They're 7-0, off to a fantastic start, but their opponents are a combined 32-41. Their best win is over Hawley, who's a really good team, but a 2A team that they're bigger than. Arguably, they should have won that game. Now they go on the road against a really good Ballinger team with an opportunity to bring home their first district championship since 2008. So this is the big test for Bangs. Will they pass it? Who am I picking? I'm going with Bangs. I believe in the Dragons. I think this team is legit. I think they are for real. I think they are a contender, and I think that they have the outstanding offense to push through basically anybody. Ethan Cortez, their quarterback, and Ethan Sanchez, their running back, are a dynamic duo that challenge everyone. Beyond that, this is an opportunistic playmaking defense that I think comes up with the key stop when they need it most. I think this game comes down to the wire, and they come down to the final possession. But I do think Banks brings home the victory. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Tiger Stadium in Glen Rose. It's a matchup of unbeatens as the Grandview Zebras visit the Glen Rose Tigers. This was supposed to be a matchup of 3-0 teams back about a month and a half ago. And now it's a matchup of an 8-0 Glen Rose team and a 7-0 Grandview team. Funny how that works. This game got canceled, and then basically both teams needed a game this week. So they said, you want to go? 
So we get it. Matchup of great quarterbacks in this one. Austin Worthen, the quarterback for Glen Rose, is just on a tear right now. One of the hottest players in the state. Going up against Dane Yench and this Grandview team that, look, it's been a couple of weeks since they've been tested. And they will definitely get a test in this one. I want to see how the Grandview defense reacts to playing a legit, bona fide, high-powered offense in Glen Rose. I think we're in for a really fun one, but I do give Grandview the slight edge. Let's go to the Houston area. Noon Saturday at Rhodes Stadium in Katy. It's a really interesting non-district matchup between the Katy Tigers and the Dickinson Gators. Really like this Dickinson running game led by Osiru Allah. They've been rotating quarterbacks and it's worked for them so far off to a very good start. Can they find a way past this outstanding Tigers defense led by Hunter Washington? And on the other side, I'm interested to see if this running game for Katy led by Seth Davis can continue to go against what's been a pretty good Dickinson defense. I think this game's going to be really fun, and I think we're going to learn a lot about both of these squads, but I give the Tigers the edge. And 7 o'clock Friday night at Eakin Stadium in Tempson, it's a matchup of unbeatens for the 10-2A Division I Championship, as the Tempson Bears take on the Joaquin Rams in a matchup of teams that I'll admit we didn't necessarily think would be unbeaten at this point. But man, what a fantastic game this figures to be. Really impressed with this slot T attack for Joaquin led by Trevon Jasmine. And, and this is the kind of team that the offense, because it holds onto the ball for so long, keeps the defense fresh. It feeds onto one another and it's really, really interesting to watch. Going up against this outstanding Timpson team led by Braden Courtney at the running back spot. This team beats you in a lot of different ways. Uh, I think this is a fantastic matchup. Two legit contenders in 2A. But you know what? I give the edge to the home team. I think Timpson brings home their first outright district championship since 1993. Give me the Bears. But those are far from the only big games in week 10 of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. I like Hearn over Thorndale. Wascom takes down Elysian Fields. And I think Midlothian Heritage stays hot. They beat Stephenville. Getting down to the wire in these districts. I like Blanco over Comfort. Give me Canyon. Just barely over Dumas. And I'm going with Albany over Cross Plain. I like Lavernia over Bernie. Give me Winthorpe over Petrolia. And I'm going with Vanderbilt Industrial over Edna. Mason takes down Ozona. Give me Denton Geyer in a very close one over Prosper. Keep an eye on that one. And I like the Foxes of Caddo Mills over Quinlan Ford. I like Frisco over Frisco Liberty. Lindale runs past Palestine. And in what's suddenly the wildest district in Texas, I like Pottsboro just barely over Mount Vernon. Liberty Hill gets by Marble Falls. The San Saba Armadillos beat the Coleman Blue Cats in the best mascot matchup of the weekend. I'm going to take Jasper over center. Wheeler over Clarendon. Give me Grapeland over Jewett Leon. And DeHennis takes down Charlotte. Pair of big matchups in the Valley. I like Edinburgh Vela over Edinburgh North. And I'm going with Brownsville Hannah to get by Los Fresnos. And up in the Houston area, I think Bridgeland beats Cy Park. Give me Bells over White Right. I think Austin Westlake stays hot with a win over Buda Hayes. And I'm going with Odessa Permian to bounce back with a win over Wolfworth Friendship. I like Bernie Champion to beat Kerrville Tyvee. Give me Katie Pato to take down Rosenberg Terry. And Hallettsville gets by Columbus. I like Newton over Hemphill. East Chambers stays perfect with a win over Woodville and Panhandle gets by Farwell. I like San Antonio Reagan over San Antonio Madison. Mart beats Bremond in a game that's already been rescheduled once. And I like Amarillo over Lubbock Monterey. Refurio beats Freer. I like China Spring over Wake O'Connelly. And in our six-man game of the week, give me Borden County over O'Donnell. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button.
Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week 10 of the Texas high school football season. Be safe, wear a mask. We'll see you. There it is, the picks. My high school football predictions for week 10 of the Texas high school football season. I picked a grand total of 44 games. And Sounds about right. I will guarantee that I got at least one of those right. Yeah. We can take those odds. Hmm. 44 consecutive coin flips. How, how like, what are the odds of, uh, of getting um, 44? Like all 44, 44 wrong. wrong. Or right. It would be very bad. It would be a lot. I'll look that up. Any case, <laughs> These um, are the stats that people actually want. I know. That's that's the, that's the statistical analysis that people come to the show for. <laughs> anyway, we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Tony Blaylock made a really good point real fast. He said, is Tep bold enough to guarantee at least one of those games will happen, though? <laughs> Get it because it's 2020. Like it's it's Ooh. better to say that you See, can guarantee that you would get the pick not, right that's, than that's, to have that's it. That's less in my control. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> me, like ah. I just like yeah. 44. Yeah, one of those games will definitely happen. Oof. There you go. There's the kiss of death. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say like the kiss of death. any that other time that comment would have been like, what in the world is he talking about? But you know, broad like gestures yeah. broadly. 2020. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Good question. All right. Final thoughts. It is 2020. And this, this the year of our Lord, we 2020. We shouldn't be making people suffer through this. We, in we want to bring joy. We want to bring happiness. And what we want to do is we want to make our listeners richer. Yeah. It's time for free money. See, but all you're doing is making free them more money. broke. My college football picks against the spread love that money clip art just like yeah they're kind of uneven too a lot of lot of production value here on texas do you think i want to spend my time making free money look good because i don't listen (laughs) i make free money look good oh so with 500 last week we're 28 and 21 on the year okay we've got eight nine games and that's with one canceled too because uh, North Texas and UTEP is donezo. Yeah, RIP. Um, RIP. RIP. Miners. Minor and train. Uh, so we want to have that. We got nine games this week, uh, including one, two, three, four, five, six within the state borders. But we will start without the state borders, pickle. We start in Pocahontas. That was just quite a transition there for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. I need to workshop that one. Uh, starting off, UTSA heading down to Boca Raton to take on Florida Atlantic 11 a.m. on a Saturday. The Owls favored by five at home. Yeah, this is an interesting an interesting matchup here. Um, one thing that I think is, is a little bit odd is you have a Florida Atlantic team that I believe is one and one. They've played mm-hmm. two games this year. Meanwhile, they're now taking on UTSA, who I believe is are they five and one? 
or or, or four four and four, four and two, two. something like they played they've played since like significantly yeah. more I games. I think they're four and two. They played significantly more games uh, than them, and so as a result, um, I am a little bit more inclined. Um, you know, I'm I'm a little inclined to take the team that's got the experience. Now, look, UTSA is going on the road. It's an early kick. I'm always wary of an early East Coast kick mm-hmm. for non-East Coast teams. I'm a little wary of that. Florida Atlantic, I do think, does have some talent. Um, I think that Malcolm Davidson is uh, pretty darn good. Uh, but I do th- like they, I think they run the ball pretty well, but I do not think they can score. Mm-mm. And I think UTSA's defense has shown that they can slow down uh, opponents and muck things up. I'm going to go with UTSA on the road. I'm going to take them plus five. I think that UTSA is able to keep this thing close uh, for for pretty much the entire game. And you know what? It would not surprise me at all if they won this game outright. I think there's a lot of things pointing to them. I think that this FAU team has talent, but I don't think they've realized it offensively. They're also working with a new coach this year, too, and they've yeah. only played two games, so that yes. doesn't help anything. I entirely agree. Who I'm is going, the new coach? I'm, uh, by the way, F- uh, UTSA, here's another thing. So UTSA, let me t- tell you this. Um, San Antonio. UTSA is... What is your record, UTSA? I um, two and four. That sounds right. But, in any case, they are 7-0 and uh, in their last... They're 7-0 and in their last seven games against the spread. So I'm going to continue that heater. I like UTSA plus five. What's next, Pickle? Up next, we have... UCF is heading over to Houston 1 p.m. on Saturday. UCF favored by two and a half on the road over the Cougs. Yeah, a weird game. A real weird game. Uh, Central Florida is, if you haven't paid attention to UCF, this is not the UCF of, like, uh, claiming national championships. Um, In fact, this is a UCF team that I think overall is probably, um, probably not as good as Houston. I think Houston's a better team. Now, here's the other thing, though, okay? Is that Houston, Houston has two very bad habits. Two. One is that they have a bad, they have a tendency to get themselves into third and long situations and just, like, not be able to dig themselves out. That's one thing. So first and second down are absolutely critical in this one. The other thing is that they have a tendency to stink on ice in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. absolutely stink on ice. Yeah. And that's one thing that I'm a little bit wary of is that I want to make sure that this is a, uh, I, I want to make sure that this is a team that is able to go out there and, 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 and get things going in the first quarter because they've really struggled out of the gates. Now, look, I do think that Houston is going to be able to move the ball because I think that central Florida's defense is pretty meh. Okay, think they're going to be able to move the ball. This is going to come up, come down to whether or not. But the one thing that I will say about UCF, UCF, their offense really good. Like they, mm-hmm. like their offense can light it up. The question is, can Houston slow them down? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say they're able to slow them down at home. I think that being at home is certainly going to help in this one. I like uh, Houston plus. F- two and a half in this one at home and it's going to be colder than what UCF is used to yeah well that will be colder than what Houston's used to as well right um I think that Clayton Toon puts up a big game I think that this is a team a game where you see Dana Holgerson's offense really take off I like Houston plus two and a half in this one what's next pickle 
Um, real fast to give you your mm -hmm. answer, uh, UTSA is four and three and two and one in conference. So they played seven games. They've played seven games compared to the two games that FAU has that played. That is crazy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Crazy. So up next we have another conference USA matchup as your Fighting Rice Owls to head over to Southern Miss to take on the Eagles. Two p.m. on Saturday. Southern Miss favored by one and a half at home. Okay. There's almost no reason to take Rice in this game, okay? And it pains me to say this. Yeah. There's almost no reason to take Rice in this game. I do not think they're going to be able to slow down Southern Miss. Mm -mm. Like, on paper, I think that the Southern Miss offense is really good. Good quarterback, good running back. Jack Abraham has not been as advertised, but he's been pretty good. Yes. Okay? This offense has been very good. There's a lot of things about this team uh, I think that they they run the ball, Frank Frank Gore. Although he's been a little bit overrated, I think mm -hmm. this is a team that I think Rice is going to have trouble slowing them down, and that Southern Miss at home a lot of things point mm -hmm. to that. But there is one big glaring thing, and that one big glaring thing is who's going to coach Southern Miss. If you missed this, Scotty Walden left. He took the job at oh, Austin yeah. P. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah, Doc Coach High School. <laughs> he has left. He has left. Now Austin P's a college. But <laughs> no, this is the, like he he left to take over uh at Southern Miss when um uh, uh Hobson, Jay Hobson, when Jay Hobson uh stepped down. Okay? He took over on September seventh, and then Scotty Walden this week said I was going to say, wasn't it during coach, the middle of the week, too? Yes. I'm going to go coach an FCS team. Yeah. I'm going to be the head coach at Austin P, a team that's not even playing right now. <laughs> so, like, so, so, what happened? So, look, I'm here to tell you, on paper, as much as I think Mike Collins has helped to invigorate this Rice offense— uh, and I do think that the Rice offense is better. I think the defense is going to struggle this year, and I think it's going to struggle against Jack Abraham. Mm-hmm. But on paper, there's no reason to take Rice. But I legitimately don't know who's, who Southern Miss is going to coach, who's going no, to coach them. Maybe it's, and you maybe wonder it's what impact that has on them. <laughs> now, with that said, I am going to take Southern Miss. The spread's too small. I'm going to take Southern to. Miss minus one and a half. Is this, if this was like, because uh, I believe this thing started at like eight and a half. Yeah, if this was a touchdown. And I think the juice is all heading to Rice, and understandably so. Uh, it, it's just this is immeasurable. You don't know how to to put put this thing together mm -hmm. because of the flux at Southern Miss. I I do think at home. I think they're better than Rice. Yeah. And in the end, I think that the game is played within the sidelines, not outside the sidelines. Once they go on the field, I do think Southern Miss is going to win. I like Southern Miss minus one. Good to see too how Rice bounces back from last week. If it's like still they're mad about the quadruple yeah. doink, or yeah. if it's you know mm -hmm. a little bit of fire. A little bit of fire. Who knows. What's next, Pickle? Up next, we've got Big 12 matchup. TCU at Baylor, 2.30 p.m. Saturday. The Horned Frogs favored by two and a half at McLean Stadium. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, I mean, this is like this I is always Like, the too. thing is, like, I always I want to get excited about this game because I like this game, and I think this rivalry is, mm -hmm. is, is, is interesting. But it's like this strikes me, and I, and I, I like to be positive about things. But this game strikes me as like who can mitigate their own flaws best. Yep, I right? could not agree. Who more. can mitigate their own flaws best? Because for TCU, the flaw is that like their offense just like 
still kind of stuck in the mud. Like, they can't. And the biggest thing for me that's disappointing about TCU this year is that I thought this was going to be a team that really was going to be able to run the ball. Mm -hmm. I really thought they were going to be able to run the ball. But instead, they're averaging 3.7 yards a carry. Uh, their leading rusher is Max Duggan. Yeah, and, and I you like Max cannot Duggan. rely on him to do everything. No, you can't ask Max Duggan to go out there and do everything. And so can they mitigate that, especially going up against what's been a pretty salty Baylor defense? Mm-hmm. Baylor's defense, not been a problem. Let's go to the other side now. <laughs> what? what? Are you ever going to trust your quarterback? <laughs> like, I just don't understand what Baylor's, what Baylor's offensive problem is right now. Because... Like, they cannot do... I mean, they are 82nd in the nation in yards per pass. Mm-hmm. 82nd. It's literally the meme of the stick figure with the stick go, like poking like, it do going, something. do something. Like, <laughs> like, so, and 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 beyond that, I do think that, like... I, I will say that I think that Baylor's... I think that Baylor is capable of exploiting some weaknesses... As they exist in the TCU defense, mm-hmm. I think TCU's defense, at least from at least from a uh, in 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 the in the secondary, is it's fine, it's okay. They kind of got torched by an Oklahoma a, team that shouldn't have torched. Yeah, them. but then T, yeah, I don't. I'm not wild about this TCU uh, defense. Look, I like I hate to be super negative about both these teams. I just have these big questions about them. In the end, if you're going to give me a home dog in a rivalry game, I'm going to take a home dog in a rivalry game. I'm going to go Baylor plus two and a half. Um, I have no feel for this game, like none at all. If this could absolutely be like forty nine ten TCU, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because the other, there's another thing, and I hate to get into like the, um, I hate to get into the, how do I put it? I hate to get into like off the field like intangible stuff, but it's like, like is the is Baylor listening to Dave Aranda? Mm-hmm. Like is or is the voice falling on deaf ears? Because right now there's a lot of. There's a lot of like just smoke around the around the program mm-hmm. of like some infighting, right? You you heard reports that John Lovett was was going to leave the team, and like people are having to come to the defense of Charlie Brewer. Charlie Brewer's under a lot of fire, yeah. right? Is that going to bring them together, or is that going to tear them apart? I think we find out a lot about that this week. I think Baylor is going to be able to win this game at home because I have big questions about TCU, but I will go with Baylor plus two and a half at home. If only, if only because it's a home dog. I don't right. feel good about that. My actual betting advice is to stay away from that game. <laughs> Just don't even touch it. Yes. What's next? Up next, another Big 12 matchup as the Horns head over to Oklahoma State to take on the sixth-ranked Cowboys. Uh, 3 p.m. on Saturday, OSU favored by three and a half at home. So I believe... If I read this right, I believe that they're going to get Spencer Sanders back. Yeah, Spencer Ooh. Sanders is reportedly back right. for Oklahoma State. Of course, the former Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year. Yeah. Although it has not stopped them from having an outstanding offense in his uh, without him. Because yeah. their offense has been very good. They're offense, ranked number six. Offense has been excellent. Um, and, and, yeah, I think that this is, a, this is an offense that, you know, 36th in the nation in yards, and in, in when you're talking about uh, yards per game, uh, mm-hmm. this is a team that I think their offense, especially, they've been able to, um, they've been able to run the ball, which is something that we didn't necessarily think that they were going to be able to do, but they have really lit it up uh, offensively. Uh, Chuba Hubbard has been as advertised for this team. Yep. Um, but with all the weirdness with him in the offseason, we didn't really know what their status was going to be. He's been great. They've they've kind of battled through injuries, uh, and, and uh, Shane Illingsworth has stepped in in a big way, the freshman, and kept that train on the tracks. But the real strength of this team 
has been on the defensive mm-hmm. side, where the defense has been excellent. Excellent. And most notably, it's been excellent against the pass. And so this is a game that if Texas is going to win this game, they finally, finally, finally have to get the running game going. Yep. It has to happen. Yep. It's either going to happen now or it's probably just not going to happen. Uh, that said, they're going on the road. Going on the road to Stillwater. Stillwater has not necessarily been a welcoming place for the Longhorns historically. Um, I'm going to take, and, and at three and a half, that seems like a, a line that I feel comfortable with. I'm going to take Oklahoma State. I'm going to lay the three and a half points. I like Oklahoma State minus three and a half. I think they win this game by about a touchdown. Um, I do think this game is close, and if anything, I, I wonder if, like, I wonder if Texas could come up with, like, one or two special teams plays to yep. really put them over the top. That would certainly be helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this game, I, I, like t- I like Oklahoma State minus two and a half, uh, minus three and a half, rather, simply because I want to see I can't believe that that Texas can run the ball until they do it. Mm-mm. And this has been a this is a game in which they've got to run the ball to win. They need defensive touchdowns, too, maybe, in my opinion. They may need uh, one to keep that defense not having to go against their right. offense. All right, what's next, pickle? Up next, some SEC action as Woo Pig Suey heads on over to number eight Texas A and M, six thirty p.m. on Saturday. The Fighting Aggies favored by twelve and a half over Arkansas. Okay, so this is now a great. What I'm what I what I love about this, <laughs> we are finally <laughs> going to test the hypothesis. Okay. Oh, of if they just can't beat Arkansas. <laughs> what? No, they be, they always beat Arkansas. They always beat Arkansas. Yeah, barely. But barely. <laughs> right. But this game is at Kyle Field. They moved it away from AT and T Stadium. Mm-hmm. But for the past umpteen years, whenever Texas A and M meets Arkansas. At AT&T Stadium, mm-hmm. it is always the dumbest game of the year. Especially when A&M is ranked, I feel like. Yeah, that's, that's a, when it well, gets it, the worst. Because well, that's the thing, is that A&M's usually pretty good. Uh-huh. You know, maybe not elite, but usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And They're Arkansas, starting to creep into and, the rankings. And Arkansas has generally been, been trash. <laughs> and there's been no reason for Arkansas to hang with A&M. None. Now, you've got an interesting situation. Mm-hmm. Because you do... Have an Arkansas team that's got a pulse. It has not been a dumpster fire. They have been pretty good, and especially on the defensive side. Hayden Henry and Grant Morgan and and, and, and a team that makes plays. Jalen Catalan, the former uh, Mansfield, mm-hmm. Mansfield, Mansfield, Timberview, Mansfield Legacy, Mansfield Legacy kid. They've got playmakers. Bumper Pool from Lovejoy. A lot of playmakers. Bumper Pool. A lot of playmakers we like on the defensive side. I don't think their offense is very good. Mm-mm. And that's what's in what in the end is going to doom them and why I'm taking A&M minus 12.5 because I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball against an A&M defense that has been pretty good. But what we will find out, like this basically is, is a litmus test. Again, on paper, you look at this and you go, A&M is, I think, at home, definitely two touchdowns better than Arkansas. I, in my opinion, on paper. But historically, is it a case that whenever they get together, it's crazy? Or is it a case of whenever they get together at AT&T Stadium, mm-hmm. it's crazy? That's the big question. I'm going to take A&M minus 12 and a half. I don't feel good about it at all because this, this is the <laughs> dumbest game of the year every year. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with A&M minus 12 and a half. What's next, Pickle? Up next, we will go with... Navy taking on number 22-ranked SMU in Dallas, 6.30 p.m. Saturday. SMU favored by 13 at home. Navy, or uh, both teams looking to bounce back from disappointing losses mm-hmm. um, last week. Of course, uh, 
Of course, Navy uh, lost to uh, Houston, got kind of clobbered by Houston, uh, while um, while SMU lost their game last week to Pretty Cincinnati. Handily. Pretty handily. I will just say this. I think that this... I think that, the, you know, a, a lot of this comes down to what do you think of the SMU defense? And specifically, what do you think of, like, the SMU rushing defense? Because mm-hmm. they've got to be able to slow down this, this triple option. But I, I'm not sure it's really necessarily uh, going to matter, and I'll tell you why. I'm starting to wonder if the Navy defense just isn't very good. And and you've seen that the past couple of weeks. Um, whenever they go out there, you know, they, they gave up uh, 37 to Houston, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they gave up 40 to Air Force. They gave up 55 to BYU. The only teams that they've rel- held relatively in check are not very good. They they were decent against Tulane. They were decent against Temple. They were decent against East Carolina. None and of those, those teams are necessarily great. Because they don't have good rushing defenses. And they also don't have good <laughs> rushing defenses. This is, to me, I think that the SMU offense should have an opportunity, hopefully, if they're able to figure things out, mm-hmm. um, they should be able to feast on what should be a pretty poor Navy defense. Uh, and then, furthermore, I'm just not sure Navy's built for Navy's never built for big points. I'm just not sure they're built for big points. Um, I do think that SMU goes in there, and, and I think they win by two touchdowns. I'm going to go with SMU minus 13 in this one. What's next, Pickle? Back to the Big 12 we go. The Oklahoma Sooners heading over to Red Raider Atlanta to take on Texas Tech, 7 o'clock p.m. on Saturday. Sooners favored by 14 on the road. Yeah, this is a great question of do you believe in, like, how how severe is your recency bias? Right. Okay? Because if you're just going on last week, you would say, OU offense fixed. is rolling. Yep. And if you were just going on last week, you'd go, Texas Tech defense? Not good. I don't know. They beat West Virginia. Yeah. I thought that they actually took a step forward. I thought their linebackers played pretty well. I would say last week was their best defensive performance. So I would say, yeah. You know, you would look at that and say both of them trending in the right direction. Now, I also think neither of those units are as good as they showed last week. Right. And the question is, where is the regression? Right. The other side of the ball, I do think, is going to be pretty interesting because you've also got a an OU defense that I think is meh up against a Texas Tech offense that I think is meh. And so what happens then? This is also night game in Lubbock. Mm-hmm. And you know how I feel about night games in Lubbock. Yeah. Um, this one's tough because um, 14 is like too perfect of a line. Uh-huh. I am I'm going to take OU. I'm going to go OU minus 14. I don't feel good about it. Mm-hmm. But but I do think that offense maybe figures something out and they click and I don't think Texas I think that in a lot of ways OU is built to exploit Texas defensive weaknesses a little bit better. And than, that's what than I said about I don't think Texas Texas defense. I think that if OU starts getting an early lead, I think that the Tech defense kind of lays down at that point. Uh, maybe. I don't see them being able and to And well, especially them. backup quarterback in Henry Columbia. I don't, yeah. I don't I'm going to go with o, OU minus 14. But night game in Lubbock. Night game in Lubbock. <laughs> night game in Lubbock's the big equalizer, yep. but I will say that uh, o, I'm going to take OU minus 14. And finally, Pickle. Finally, we go to the Raging Cajuns taking on the Fighting Ishmael Johnsons of Texas State. 7 o'clock p.m. on a Saturday. Raging Cajuns favored by 16 and a half over the Bobcats. Okay. Sad day. Disrespectful. Sad Disrespe- day. I am disrespected by this line. <laughs> disrespected by this line. Especially at home. Okay. Over two Now, <laughs> here is the thing, though. Okay. 
Louisiana's defense is really good. It's very, oh, yeah. very solid. And most especially, they are excellent in the secondary, and they are they are very, very good at not giving you anywhere to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, This is, once again, a game in which the Texas State running game is going to have to step up. It it, it it just it, it has to. They have to find a way to move the ball. And they haven't been, let's remember, they have not been like all like every single year they haven't been or every single week they haven't been terrible. There have been times where Calvin Calvin Hill and, and mm-hmm. Brock Sturgis have had big games. They need that in a big way because I don't think they're gonna be able to throw the ball against no. against Louisiana. Now, I also don't think that I don't think that this Louisiana offense is too much to write home about. They're a team that runs the ball pretty effectively, but they're, they're throwing the passing game's fine. There's a team that wins with their defense. That's 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 why they are off to this this start. Okay. You're giving me, you're giving me, three possessions at home. Three possessions at home. Let's go, Bobs. Be a homer. I like Texas State plus 16 and a half. They're able to keep this thing within two touchdowns. That's what I think. That's what I think, Obs, odds makers. That's you what I think. Here first, a folks. disrespectful line. <laughs> disrespectful. Do the Bobcats some justice. Don't like it. I'm taking Texas State plus 16 and a half. So those are my free money picks. I like UTSA plus five. I like Houston plus two and a half. I like Southern Miss minus one and a half. I like Baylor plus two and a half. I like Oklahoma State minus three and a half. I like Texas A&M minus 12 and a half. I like SMU minus 13. I like OU minus 14. And I like Texas State plus 16 and a half in a disrespectful line. <laughs> now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Uh, someone sent yesterday evening... Someone sent a message to the text line. I'm assuming that they were listening to the podcast version of the show. And they asked your opinion on candy corn. This is my final thought. Did they really? What? Yeah, I can pull it up. No, I mean, I trust you. Let me see exactly how they work. I trust you in this particular instance. Remind everyone y'all's thoughts on candy corn. Okay, this is easy. It's it's there. I know, I trust you. I trust you. This is easy. Yeah. Candy corn is garbage. Okay. It is actual, literal garbage. And I don't know why you'd eat garbage. I'm not Oscar yeah. the Grouch. That's fair. Does Oscar the Grouch eat garbage? No, he, he just, just live lives in it? in it. Okay. That would be like taking a chunk out of your house every time you came home. Like, good point. oh, this door looks tasty today. How about a window tomorrow? <laughs> like, I mean, I guess, yeah, Cookie Monster doesn't live in, like, a house made of cookies. No, because then he wouldn't have a house. That's a good point. <laughs> you eat those. Science. No, 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 and this is a big point of contention between my wife and I. Uh-huh. Because um, uh, she loves candy corn. Uh-huh. Like a, like a, just a monster. Mm-hmm. She's a monster. Um, she, and the candy corn is disgusting. It's gross. I, I hate it. I take you Thumbs a down. step further then, because I feel like people who don't like candy corn also don't like the following. Do you like peeps? No, peeps are disgusting. Okay, so I feel like that I feel like that goes hand in hand, kind of. I think that's right. Like I think traditional that, yeah, like no. holiday candy that you only eat no, at that right. point. They're you're also right. both super, super sugary. Right, and it's like the, the, the thing that ties them together is that like if you like garbage, <laughs> then you probably like both peeps and candy corn. Yeah. Because they're both garbage. I don't like sweets, so yeah, you're a you're a bad example. You're so I am garbage. You're you're, you're your own you're your own brand. Of Hi, it's me, garbage. 
that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Remember, we are off tomorrow because Pickle's got to go to Huntsville. So if you know anywhere to uh, text uh, 972-532-6665, if you know where Pickle should go eat in Huntsville. Yeah. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to Cy Park Coach Greg Rogers for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please win your player of the year trophy. Yeah. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today. Thank you.